Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. March 31st has come and it has gone. So let's take in the first quarter of 2023 with it. Jeremy Hauser is not about to let those months go by without a thorough review. I'm Patrice Sikora. And Jeremy, where the heck did the time go? <laughs> Three months gone like a flash. And let me ask you this, though. Was it an improvement over 2022? As the quarter has come and gone, we are now... Yeah, we're in quarter two of 2023. I would say we are in our industry, we are definitely improving. So it's now doing this podcast for over a year and a half. And consistently, if advisors look back at previous ones, we continue to talk about numbers and how the growth of our team each and every quarter continues to go higher and higher, and higher. Um, so yeah, we are definitely improving last quarter. I think our company itself which is um, interesting when we always compare it to the industry, although industry numbers aren't out yet, but the company was up anywhere from 20 to 25% for um, first quarter of this year in comparison to last year. And really we're in the golden years of our industry when it comes to annuities and retirement planning and protection here for 2023. It's actually one thing I want to mention is, uh, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but we recently had an article that came out. I believe it was with, I think the Epic Times recently reported that the 25 largest banks actually had in the last week of March, $90 billion of outflow of deposits in that week. It was the oh. largest amount of assets that were taking and removed from the banks, uh, from the top 25 uh, largest institutional banks in the U.S. So a lot of money's in motion. Um, the world or the Wall Street Journal, they actually had a report that came out early in April. And uh, one of the articles that they talked about, it was titled uh, The Lost Decade for Global Economy. So they talked about basically upcoming and what we're foreseeing here in the, not just the US, but the world for um, really, it's going to be a bumpy ride here and they're calling it another lost decade. When they say lost decade, what do they mean? A lost decade. So for a lot of advisors, so I've been doing this for 12 years. A lot of advisors that listen to this podcast, they've been doing this for 25, 30 years. If they recall, we actually have had a lost decade. So back in 2000, um, so if, if we can take ourselves back, so take yourself back, Patrice, 23 years ago. Oh, God. So, <laughs> but also think about this too, Patrice. So in your mindset, where were you 23 years ago till uh, today when it comes to finances? Do you think you were a little more risky? back 23 years ago with what you do financially yeah. compared to today or has anything changed? No, I, I was riskier. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about how riskier you were? No, I don't. No? 
Because okay. I'm, I'm I'm still working, Jeremy. I'm still working. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So we'll we'll go to so we'll just go to the time frame. So January of 2000. So I'm a numbers guy. I I love when it's all said and done. You can always look at numbers and results are there based off numbers. January 2011. So in that decade, that 10 year period, the S and P 500 was actually at 1756. So historians talk about that as the la uh, the lost decade based off the fact that we had a stagnant market. We had some ups, we had some downs, but when we look at over a 10-year period, the market itself was basically flat over that 10-year period. Mm -hmm. So with this Wall Street Journal article that recently came out, and they're talking about another lost decade, and I mean... It's not really foreshadowing here. We've already seen last year, first time in over 40 years, equity markets were down, bond markets were down. Um, so although we have some very notor notable articles out there, like the Wall Street Journal, who's willing to say like, hey, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Let's buckle up here. Who knows what the future will bring, but it's a good time to now, especially for people who have made some really good returns over the last 10, 15 years, maybe this is the year for protection and protecting what you've made here over the last uh, couple of years. If things are going to be bumpy, what are the challenges that advisors are facing with this? So advisors right now, based off of just going through my team and then other advisors I'll talk to who are, who are new to InsureMark or they might work with another organization at the time, it's just trying to keep up with technology, information, um, being resourceful. How do you get all this data, all the information that's coming at you as an advisor when it comes to technology, when it comes to product, when it comes to just regulation in our industry? So right now, the challenges for an advisor, it's time. How do I have enough time to be able to figure out where do I need to delegate my time in order to grow successfully? I'm just getting overwhelmed. Is there a process to hire people? What tasks do I delegate elsewhere? So really, I would say the challenge for an advisor at this moment is just strategizing their practice, having a plan, not only getting their time back on their calendar, being really efficient with the time that they have, being able to delegate uh, to the right resources, or that's why you partner with groups like ours to really help out with a proven process. And it's more of a plug and play system because you now, based off of the the years of 40 years now of InsureMark being around, uh, groups like ours with the advisor mentorship uh, program. So my advisor team continuously growing. It's nice when an advisor gets to see from other successful advisors who are dealing with the same struggles and how they're looking to scale their business to have someone to point to and say, look, here's a model. You can follow this model. Is this you? Do you want more time back on your calendar and still having success? And it's always good to have someone to bounce ideas off of and see successful people and be a part of that group. Talk to me more about these tools and, and what your advisors are using. What's out there? So for a, a tool that some of my advisors are using, because at the end of the day, so Patrice, if they... You have advisors as well. So financial advisors will reach out to Patrice. You might get things in the mail. You'll get things on social media. Maybe you'll see stuff on TV of some type of financial product or 
just bringing up conversation about retirement. And for Patrice, there's so many options as a customer to choose from. So as an advisor, the same thing. We all have the same type of systems, the same type of software tools at point of sale, the same process when it comes to actually repositioning assets, the same carriers to move those assets to, uh, the same custodians to, to manage money in. So really when it comes to the advisor and what can help separate them is the execution part of what they're doing. And on the technology side, in Suremark, we actually have some proprietary things when it comes to Clara. Uh, Clara is actually a financial fintech is what you know, we want to be fancy. It's financial technology, but fintech that uh, InsureMark actually provides our advisors. And this particular system helps show an advisor as a fiduciary all the products that are available within the annuity space. So as the advisors meet with customers, they can actually, as a fiduciary, go ahead and show the customer what's out there in the marketplace. They're not um, they're not just going to be stuck to maybe one or two products that are out there in the marketplace. The customer sees that the advisor is full transparency. Here's what's out there. But what separates our technology from a lot of other advisors is in our industry, we like to always talk about the past. So we always talk about what's happened back uh, in the last 10 years. So a lot of insurance carriers nowadays, by law in certain states, you have to actually show when you do an illustration to a customer, you show them the last 10 years. And although in the current interest rate environment we're in, if we're showing a customer what the last 10 years has done, it's really misleading because like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, it seems that a lot of the experts and a lot of the institutions say that the road here over the next decades, not going to be as shiny as the one that we just went through. So therefore with the misleading of it, a lot of advisors have to have a conversation about setting expectations for the future off maybe an unrealistic last 10 years for the next 10 years. And that's where our technology really separates itself because we have something called forecasting. So we've partnered with some experts, people like Robert Schiller, he's a Nobel Prize winner, his team of advisors, Lawrence Black, and their team actually puts together analysis on forecasting What's going to happen here over the next 10 years? Not going to say that that is going to be set in stone and these returns of what we're predicting are going to happen. But we do know that we have some of the experts that continue to actually project and produce some indexes that even last year, when the market was down, call it 20%, the bond market was down 13%. We actually had indexes that that team helped design and project and forecast that we're going to be doing pretty well. And those indexes did anywhere from 6 to 3%, um, even last year when the markets were down. So these experts, we like to look at them. Our team of advisors have access to some of those resources. And that's where I find that advisors that not only know product, but they have access to the right financial technology. There's been some good uh, opportunity for them to separate themselves from the competition. In past conversations, you've also talked about how an advisor needs to separate themselves by making themselves a human being. How can they do that? Yeah. So a lot on the, as we talk about financial technology, it's just taking a step back. So I actually, I came across um, 
another article recently that I shared with our our mastermind group for April. And it was an article about a 54-year-old who was retired, or basically she just retired. And in this article, so just random article, she talked about the struggle for the first year of retirement because she's been working. She's consistently, she's raised her kids. She's been working. Kids are off doing their own thing. They have grandkids. And she found that although she's been in work mode, waking up at 4.30, driving to the office, getting into the office at seven o'clock, and now all of a sudden that life is different, she kind of lost her way. And she talks about the first year of her retirement that she just was lost. She didn't know what to do. And it goes back to things that our advisors, so we do have all this financial technology, but some of our advisors actually have guidelines. They have playbooks. They have strategies to not only help a consumer protect their assets while in retirement, but they also offer resources to the consumer of best practices of how to retire or give them ideas of what to do with that transition from retirement to or from work to actual retirement. And so it's interesting because the emotional side still takes place. You can have all this financial technology, but as the advisor, you have to be able to, some people don't want to know how the watch works. They just want to know the time. And so you have to be dangerous enough as an advisor to know all the technology out there to convey the message of what is available out there when it comes to products. But you still, some people just want to know the time. And like I said, not how the watch works. So you have to be able to keep it simple and just let the consumer know that they're going to have somebody that they're buying into a relationship here over the next 10, 15, 20, 25 years of their retirement. And so the advisors that are doing that, having a lot of communication, doing a client appreciation events, they're consistently sending video messages to their customers to stay engaged with them. Um, those are the ones that are I see finding success, getting a lot of referrals, and there's processes at InsureMark. We help advisors do that just to help separate them from the rest who maybe um, they don't do that personal touch as efficient as they should. That was going to be my next question. How does an advisor learn to balance technology and being human? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because the, the whole process of how do you balance your time, it's you need coaches. I, I, in my opinion, based off the most successful advisors that I find that I work with, and then also in our team, everybody's looking to get better. So, I mean, even like the masters just recently took place and there's a video that's recirculating where John Rahm, who actually just won the masters um, here for 2023, he was out on the course with Tiger Woods. And this was not too long ago. This was a previous tournament. And there's a video circulating that literally John Rahm and Tiger are talking. And John Rahm is teaching Tiger one or two things about how he swings. And that goes to the point of it doesn't matter how long you've been doing what you're doing. The best of the best always are looking to get better. So those people that have coaches, have mentors, they consistently want to embrace and continue to evolve with not just knowledge in the industry, but also technology, they have to rely on a resource of teams. They can't take it on themselves. So the advisors that are most efficient, they partner with the right groups, 
They have the same vision with like-minded other individuals that are similar to them. And really it's, it's a trust factor, but I think some of the uh, top advisors in our industry, once they get a hold of some of the resources, leveraging a video and figuring out that technology, although it might not be the, uh, the best thing in uh, some situations, because people still want that people to people interaction. But if you're sending out a simple video or an email, your bandwidth of how much you can leverage your time is endless comparison to just making a personal phone call, but just knowing the balance and knowing the processes from successful advisors who are able to do all things in the same business model. That's, that's really what it comes down to is just being coached and being plugged into similar systems of successful advisors. Jeremy, that was a great wrap up all by itself, but is there something we have not mentioned that you think we need to? Uh, I was going to at least mention this. I've been spitting off some uh, articles here. So I actually, uh, as an advisor, so those that listen to the show, especially something to really, really consider. I came across another report. Um, I shared this with most of my advisors already. Um, a lot of them had some good feedback with it, but literally as of today, the oldest baby boomer, Patrice, do you know how old they are today? Oh, or for this year? No, I did hear something that the last baby boomers turned 65 in six years, something like that. But I don't know how the oldest, how old the oldest one is now. So the oldest baby boomer this year will turn 77 years old. So what that tells us, and there's a Sorelli report that talks about this. So over the next 22 years, so from now until 2045, there's going to be $84 trillion of multi-generational wealth that's going to be generated here over the next 22 years. $72 trillion of that are going to assets are going to go to heirs. And then the other 11.9, 12 trillion are going to go to charities, according to this wow. Sorelli report. So what that tells us is what a time to be in our industry. The solutions our advisors currently recommend to customers have downside protection. So even in the rough years like last year, zero is your hero. We have some indexes that actually performed last year, even with everything that was going on. So customers actually made money in our products, even with all the downside protection they have offered. It's the golden year of annuities. So as an advisor, if you're in it for the next, if you're looking to retire this year, if you're looking to retire in five years or the next 20 years, couldn't have been better time for you to be in this business. You want to make sure you have the right resources to take advantage of all this multi-generational wealth that's going to be transferred in our country here over the next two decades. And if you don't feel like you have the right resources right now or the right team to really have a strategy and execute that plan, reach out to our team here. We'd love to have a conversation with you and see if your practice could mimic what our successful advisors are doing. And how can they reach you? They can go to advisormentorship.com. Feel free to check out the video there. Click on learn more. They'll get an introduction kit from our team. They can learn more information about us, set an appointment, or just call us at 713-973-7575. And of course, don't keep this podcast a secret. Follow, share with others, and let Jeremy know what you're thinking about. Contact him. 
and thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.